Welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast, hosted by me, Carolina Sopran. I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach, a Pilates instructor with a background in science and a master's in medical radiations. I'm your stress buster chick, chatting all things stress, helping you, the modern woman, create more balance, calmness and health in life. I used to be just like you, running on adrenaline, stressed 24-7 and a professional perfectionist in all aspects of life. Over the last couple of months, I have wanted to create a platform for stressed, stuck and professional women just like you, empowering and nurturing you to live your most balanced life. I have learned and come up with some amazing tools to help bring more zen into your everyday life. Enjoy. Hello darlings and welcome to episode two of season two of the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because I have such a beautiful guest to share with you all. Dr. Sarah Jane is a chiropractor, a yoga and meditation teacher, a holistic counselor and an energy healer. Dr. Sarah Jane was always searching for something more. And after placing the word meaningful into a job search site, she stumbled across a chiropractic assistant role for a network chiropractor. It was the only position to come up under that keyword. And despite having no experience, she applied and received the position. This was the first time Sarah Jane felt like home somewhere and fell immersely in love with what network chiropractic brought to the community, not just physically, but mindfully and spiritually. After completing a Bachelor of Arts with a major in psychology at Deakin University, Dr. Sarah went on to study to become a chiropractor and completed a double degree as a Bachelor of Health Science and a Bachelor of clinical science with distinction. She was a Golden Key Society member after achieving in the top 15% academically. Dr. Sarah Jane was also awarded by the Chiropractic Association of Australia in 2017 for her community service within Indigenous communities. In 2017, Sarah Jane travelled to India with nine peers chosen to participate in the Hands-On Health program, and she delivered chiropractic treatment to approximately 600 people in need. Dr. Sarah Jane has volunteered extensively at other hands-on health locations on the Mornington Peninsula and within Indigenous communities. Her goal is to empower you on your health and wellness journey through the light yet powerful touch, breathwork, and by honoring your body's communication. Dr. Sarah Jane utilizes the latest techniques and works within evidence-based framework. In this episode, Dr. Sarah and I discuss the difference between a conventional chiropractor and her chiropractic practice, the science behind network spinal therapy, trauma, anxiety, stress and adrenal fatigue, and the physical, mental and emotional symptoms that present with each one of these conditions, how unresolved emotional traumas can manifest into physical symptoms, and some actionable steps that women can take 
like to heal and look after their overall well-being. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you next week for the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. Have a beautiful week. Hello, beautiful Sarah, and welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Caroline. I'm so excited to be here. I was really, really glad that you asked me to come on. And after having a brief chat with you um, and realised how much we have in common, I'm just really happy to be here. So thank you. Amazing. And I felt exactly the same way when we spoke on the phone. It was like we were very pretty much same people in a sense, just doing different things. That's right. That's right. So the first question that I've actually been asking all my guests um, on the podcast is what is the one thing that you do often that helps you manage your stress levels? Very good question. (laughs) Um, Look, in this day and age, we really are, I guess, around a lot of different stresses. So for me, it's about working out what helps me individually I guess, de-stress as well as prevent myself from putting myself into situations that create unnecessary stress. So um, just like probably a lot of people that you have on the podcast, I do meditate every day. So I meditate for 20 minutes twice a day, once in the morning and once before bed, which I find just really helps ground myself um, before I start the day as well as when I finish the day. Uh, So I don't look at my phone when I first wake up. I just meditate 20 minutes straight away and then I'll allow myself to look at my phone or scroll through just so I have that connection to self. And then just before uh, going to bed for the night, sometimes I fall asleep and that's okay. Um, I will meditate as well almost as a finishing off and a reflection for the day. I also do uh, some yoga, but I've been more into kinergy at the moment. So I do kinergy a couple of times a week, usually around three or four times. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but it's basically uh, an incorporation of yoga, tai chi, qigong, contemporary dance, um, Chinese medicine elements, all these different things, which I really love. It's only online at the moment for Australia, but I I do that usually. Um, And I walk every day for at least an hour with my dog, Cooper. So for me, they're my things that I know I can go to, my little toolkit to help me feel more myself, not necessarily less stressed, but help connect me to the real me as well as, you know, whatever else this is going on out there, (laughs) um, whatever your beliefs are, um, and just have me feeling like I'm coming from a, a grounded space and not a reactive space. And they're kind of the things I do and drink enough water throughout the day, which Sounds small, but for many years I did not do that and it's something I really try to be mindful of now. I know, and I love what you said there about the water because I've usually been pretty good with water, but it wasn't until we went away a couple of weeks ago and obviously towards the end of last year I was probably not as good with water as I should have been. (laughs) And I'm like, hold on a minute, I need to reset this whole water thing and really Um, I guess, drinking more during the day. So water is so important. It's one of the easiest ways to just keep that balance, reduce stress and keep your body hydrated. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, it's, it's really what we do consistently and it doesn't have to be these grand gestures. You know, it's really the small things that we do, the simple habits that we have every day that really 
you know, consistently that help us. It's like brushing your teeth, you know, <laughs> it's just part of our routine. We get up, we shower, we brush our teeth. There's no uh, questioning about it. There's no, oh, I don't really feel like doing it. We just get up and we do it. And um, if we should just brush our teeth, you know, once a year, we wouldn't have very nice smiles. So I look at it the same way with, you know, my meditation and, and all of those things. It really is a discipline where I remove the choice from myself um, because, yeah, otherwise I'll come up with some pretty good ideas as to why not to do it. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of um, don't give myself an option for certain things. There's certain non-negotiables in my life and that's one of them. Amazing. And, yeah, I'm a little bit the same with meditation and I think, we need to have that awareness or for both meditation but also being still and not going straight to our phone when we wake up, actually giving our body and mind an opportunity to just slowly wake up rather than straight away getting on our emails, getting on Facebook and Instagram. I really loved what you said there. Mm, well, I was finding it's just a habit, you know, just like we can choose different habits. I was choosing the first thing I do because I, I do set my alarm on my phone still. Um, but what I would then do was go straight to my notifications. And then, you know, within the first 10 minutes of waking up, not that I would be consciously stressed as such, but I would have my mind racing within 10 minutes of waking up. Like, oh, I've got to do this, got to do that. This person wants something from me. This person wants something from me you know, comparing all those things straight off from the bat. And it's just not something I wanted to, it wasn't the energy I wanted to wake up with. So, yeah, uh, yeah I just stopped doing that. Meditate first on Insight Timer, which is an app. Very easy for those of you who maybe aren't experienced meditators as well. Do that first. And then after that, I let myself have a look at my notifications. Amazing. And by the way, I love Insight Timer. It's like the best. I recommend it to absolutely everyone. <laughs> It's just a it app. It's so good. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, and how you got to where you are now. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I'm I'll start from the start. It's <laughs> 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 just a bit easier. Um, so firstly, I did an undergraduate in psychology and philosophy. Um, so double major in psych and philosophy, looking at world religions. So I had a huge interest in humans, why we are the way we are, um, wanting to understand myself as well as others around me better. I always had a fascination with, you know, human beings in general, but our brains, life, what it all means. So I thought psych and philosophy were a good combination. I always loved Eastern uh, religions and philosophies, so I learned quite a bit about that and also quite a bit about history too. So I just really, yeah, I just loved the combination of, of all those things. And so I travelled overseas, uh, kind of did what most young Australians do, and I went to Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, um, all over Europe, all, all over um, just to learn more about myself and other cultures and ended up working for a, a network spinal chiropractor back in Melbourne when I returned and network spinal for those listening is a gentle chiropractic technique where there's no manipulation or cracking and it's working with the nervous system through the energetic field. And so that really, really inspired me. I love seeing the changes in people, not only physically, but also spiritually, and found that it really combined two of my biggest passions, you know, which is 
helping humans be better humans, but also connecting to something larger than themselves. And yeah, chiropractic really, I guess, encompassed art, creativity, um, philosophy, as well as science, which was something I was very, very interested in. So um, went back to uni again and did applied science and health science uh, to do my chiropractic. Then went to India for Cairo, doing um, some mission trips over there and volunteering. And yeah, I just had fallen in love with the career ever since. So yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, I have my own practice in Armadale <coughs> currently. Well, that's my dog Cooper barking. Sorry, that's if you can okay. hear. I love dogs. <laughs> he's the therapy dog at work, so he's also part of the clinic. Um, Amazing. So, yeah. Beautiful holistic clinic in Melbourne, which is looking at you know Eastern and Western medicine. But Cooper, stop, thank you. Eastern Western medicine, as well as um, the mind, body, and spirit interconnected. Um, so we don't treat just one thing; we treat holistically. We treat the whole person. So uh, that incorporates talk therapy, um, as well as body work, network spinal chiropractic, kinesiology. Uh, cranial sacral therapy, uh, a whole bunch of different things. And, and at the moment, I'm just about to commence my master's in, in Chinese herbal medicine. So I'm hoping to bring that in, into the clinic soon and just about to graduate uh, my uh, grad cert of humanistic Buddhism. So I went and further studied uh, Buddhism to bring about, I guess, more mindfulness and meditative techniques to the Westerners um, and those in Australia a little bit easier without them necessarily having to be Buddhists. So I have a huge interest in <laughs> lots of different things, um, but that's primarily where I'm at now, especially interest in, um, you know, psychogenic disorders, mental illness, as well as trauma. So I see a lot of clients with PTSD um, and psychogenic pain disorders like fibromyalgia. You know, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. Hopefully that made sense for you. Yeah, amazing. And I love that you do a combination of science and holistic health because I feel like there's room for everything out there. I think sometimes it's really easy to just get focused on the science or get really focused on the holistic side of it. But having that combination of both, I feel just improves people's health so much more rather than just being focused on one or the other. A hundred percent. It's actually something I'm very, very passionate about. So although I am a holistic chiropractor, I'm also very, very passionate about science and medicine and the, the value that that brings to our lives and society. So um, I, I think it's something we all need to open our minds to, whether it's from the medical field, probably could take, you know, a few leafs out of our booklet in terms of the holistic approach in, in terms of dealing with people as people and as human beings and not just as these bodily machines and in terms of bedside manner, really being able to build, you know, significant rapport, which helps people's healing as well. But then also from the holistic uh, field to really be more open to um, the value of what the medical system can provide, you know, things like antidepressants and, um, you know, all these other magnificent medicines we have available to us, you know, I think um, maybe aren't looked at enough from the holistic field in terms of what they can help um, with people, along with other things too, of course, um, like yoga and meditation or, you know, dietary changes and all of those things too, um, psychologists, whatever it might be. But you, you 
can't disregard the importance of um, sometimes prescription medications really playing an imperative role in people's health journeys as well. Absolutely. And so I know you touched a little bit on this and I've seen a chiropractor before, but for those that don't know, what does a chiropractor do and how is your chiropractic practice different from a conventional chiropractor? Yeah, look, chiropractic is a tricky thing because there's a lot of different techniques out there. So the one thing that's amazing about chiropractic but also challenging to describe about chiropractic is you can see go from one chiropractor to another and have a very, very different experience um, based upon the techniques that they utilise. But primarily the most common thing that a chiropractor does would be to manipulate um, what people would see as like bones or joints or hear a cracking sound in regards to helping the nervous system just function more optimally. So all chiropractors are people who have a special interest in the nervous system, no doubt, no matter what techniques they do use. Uh, but for me, when I came out of university and even prior to that, a lot of the people that I saw who either didn't have a good opinion on chiropractors or had bad experiences with chiropractors were because of the manipulation or the cracking. So people may be fearful of it or feel like, uh, you know, that maybe the person didn't know enough about what they were doing to, to do that force onto their system. So although it's very, very different now, we go through rigorous study and I can promise you if you knew what chiropractors had to undergo to become chiropractors now, that would that would change definitely. But um, for me, I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to manipulate. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use one of these other techniques which are just as, you know, successful in helping people with their either their physical pain or whatever it might be, um, headaches or back pain or neck pain, um, without having to use, you know, force on their system or um, create like a fearful response from the person. So, yeah, I, I use a very gentle approach. It's working still with the nervous system, primarily with the sacrum and cervical spine, but with light touches. Uh, but it's accessing certain points that are available within the nervous system that way and help you go from a sympathetic dominant state into a parasympathetic state. And, yeah, so it's just a different approach but a similar outcome either way. Yeah. So the network spinal therapy that you touched on earlier in the podcast, could you sort of take us into the science behind it? I would love to know more about it, and I'm sure the audience would like to know more about it as well. Yeah. Look, I urge everyone to have a little bit of a, a Google or go to your PubMed database or, or EBSCOhost or whatever it is that you utilise and type in network spinal and you'll see some great papers. And Network Spinal, I can't remember if it's the top, but it's definitely up there of one of the most uh, researched chiropractic techniques that there is out there, which really, really um, helped me wanting to practice this technique as well because it can be quite challenging to understand because the touches are very gentle. Um, so I think as, you know, human beings, we're kind of under this I don't know, false impression that if we have severe pain, we need a large, you know, impact or large force or large change to really alter that. Um, but what network does is it's working with, I guess, the energetic system. Uh, there's something called a respiratory wave or what Donnie Epstein, the founder of Network Spinal, um, has called the respiratory wave. And that's a wave that goes through the spine 
um, from the lumbar spine up into the cervical spine and the occiput, which is at the base of the skull, and helps, I guess, the nervous system function more optimally and release tension. So it releases built-up tension throughout the system and, yeah, does it without a manipulation or a force, does it instead with these gentle touches that just help facilitate this wave that the body then releases the tension on its own. That's amazing. I feel like I'm going to have to come to the practice and experience it myself. It all sounds amazing because obviously I've experienced um, a chiropractor and my chiropractor was a little bit different that he did a lot of lymphatic drainage which mm. was really interesting and I was really I guess unwell at the time and I felt like that helped a lot so he wasn't just a chiropractor but he did this lymphatic drainage that really helped me a lot but it's really interesting yeah. to see it from your perspective and you actually not forcing the practice onto someone or their physical body and using that gentle touch to treat people yeah it's it's working with the body um you know which and and facilitating that already you know healing state that we all have within us so for example if you cut your finger there's something within your system within your body that knows to heal that it's almost working with that same innate intelligence um but with the ability to look at science and actually prove that difference which is something that's very exciting because there is a misconception and, and not only a misconception, but I guess we still are working on it very hard as chiropractors to have more evidence um, to back up what we do. Our clients or our patients, whatever people want to call them, uh, they usually are very, very strongly advocating chiropractic care. They're the best thing that we have. Um, but you know, most people love their chiropractors, but we do have a long way to go in terms of proving in the science what we see in the day-to-day -day subjective information so it's true but like lymphatic work like you would have seen that's also very very gentle light touch and it has a profound effect so most chiropractors do utilize a few different techniques um, maybe it's muscle testing maybe it's lymphatics maybe it's soft tissue work whatever it might be um, but they do try to use a holistic approach in in many cases with chiropractic in itself but yeah, I guess I am a bit more of an alternative chiropractor in the sense that I, I really uh, work gently within the system and, and feel that a lot of more people are open to giving chiropractic a go um, because that fear is removed in terms of, you know, you have to really trust someone to, to allow them to manipulate your system. And so you should, um, but it can be quite fearful. The noise can be fearful for some uh, people sometimes have the false impression that it's actually bones moving um, when in fact it is just gas releasing when you do hear that crack or pop sound. Um, but, you know, I find that I get a lot of, you know, ranging from, you know, up to 80 years old people coming and seeing me with a really open mind and without that fear, which I feel very grateful for. Absolutely. And I think you're right. It's the cracking that scares people. Um, mm. because, yeah, it is your body and you want to trust the person that's going to be doing that to you. So um, I think, yeah, the cracking is what sort of puts people off. Yeah. And, you know, and when you do get your neck manipulated, it is a very large sound. Um, 
And for some people, it's just not something they're comfortable with. And that's okay. Um, in terms of the safety of chiropractic, we have a great safety record. Um, again, that's a common misconception that we do not. We really, really do. Um, but that still hasn't eliminated that stigma that people associate with chiropractors. And I wanted to help contribute to the profession in a way where people, um, you know, loved what I did and, and valued what I did in a way without, you know, no one can ever say that I've hurt them or I can have complete confidence in what I do because it is so gentle um, and I can work quite specific with someone. I have a lot of uh, confidence in the techniques that I utilise and people tend to have a lot of confidence in me as a result, which is nice as a practitioner. Absolutely. And so you obviously see a lot of women that suffer from trauma, suffer from anxiety and stress, and also have adrenal fatigue. I know when we had this conversation before the podcast, those seem to be the groups that you deal a lot with. How do these women present to you on a mental, emotional and physical level for each one of those conditions? Yeah, look, um, I forgot to mention prior that I'm a holistic counsellor as well. So uh, I incorporate the talk therapy in and also I'm a yoga meditation teacher. So I incorporate um, that I those both of those philosophies in what I do as well. So that alongside chiropractic is a really good mind-body approach, which is what I really love to do. And so that's why I guess I have more those kind of clients rather than probably your general chiropractor who most people are seeing for probably neck pain or back pain. Um, a lot of my clients do have physical symptoms like that. Um, you know, maybe it's stiffness in the lower back, maybe it's a lot of tension in their shoulders and their neck as a result of a stress response though rather than an actual physical injury. Um, so they might have more tension in their nervous system from, you know, maybe they're working eight hours a day on a computer and their relationship broke down and I don't know, anything else <laughs> that could have happened last year with um, COVID, for example, you're going to hold your posture different. You're going to hold your neck different. The stress stores physically as well. So we look at treating both the emotional uh, creators of that of those stresses. So that's with the talk therapy. Uh, and then we do the physical work, which is the chiropractic and some other modalities that I utilise like um, massage therapy or cranial sacral therapy and things like that so we really look at a whole approach in terms of you know those different uh diagnoses they're usually people who've been given that from either their gp or other practitioners that they're seeing um, it's not my job to diagnose them as that but there is a typical uh pattern i guess you could say in the women that do come and see me and yeah. they are you know your type a perfectionist women uh, <laughs> uh, I'm secretly <laughs> laughing internally. I know all of it. <laughs> you know, type A perfectionist, uh, controlling, um, highly successful women in terms of their careers, uh, driven, motivated, uh, always on the go, uh, never sitting down for too long. You know, they are kind of uh, that kind of personality that you will see uh, is a common thing. And in terms of where that stress stores in the physical body, it's quite commonly seen as well. Sometimes people have gut issues. Uh, sometimes people have, you know, neck pain or headaches as, as a result of the stress as well. Others might have sciatica or lower back stiffness, whatever it might be, but they're kind of the things that we see generally in the clinic. 
Yeah, and I love that. And I am a big believer when I got sick a couple of years ago, it was because I was trying to show up 100% all of the time to everything that I did in my life, to all the people that were in my life. And I do believe disease or physical symptoms present themselves because it's our sign to slow down. And I never sort of saw the signs that were coming as they were happening. I just sort of kept going. And that's when I really sort of crashed and burned at the end of 2015. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see you have sort of a similar perspective. Yeah, look, burnout and adrenal fatigue or, you know, all those things that we hear so much about in this, you know, era are real things, you know. Um, We get the stress response or that sympathetic dominant response from opening emails or unexpected bills or, you know, we're always on the go. Not many people are actually sitting still or taking time to just, you know, we overbook ourselves, we've got 10 things to do in a day or whatever it might be and, we're not giving ourselves the space or the time to even connect with our body to listen to it. And even if we do, <laughs> we usually will ignore it until it gets so loud that we no longer can. Um, so one of my one of my jobs, I feel, is helping people connect with themselves, picking up those symptoms earlier before, you know, running completely on empty, they're starting to feel that their tank is reducing and then will allow themselves, you know, that self love as corny as it sounds um to recuperate and really give them i guess the confidence as well to say no to certain things and that's why the the holistic counseling and and the talk therapy is so beneficial with the physical work because uh, we're working at it from a level as to you know why is this happening what's the root cause of it let's help you get out of pain as well but let's also kind of delve into why you are such a high achiever why do you feel like unless you're doing this, this and this, you know, you're not a success or why is it that, you know, you find it so challenging to say no to people? We we want to get behind the patterns of the person also so that, you know, moving forward, their bodies are physically better, yes, but also they're living better quality lives that's more in alignment with who they are and more coherent with who they are too. And that alignment is so important. I think until you find that alignment, you realise that, things aren't really that hard they shouldn't be as hard as you thought they actually are so um, alignment is so important in life and I think in all the different aspects of your life not just your work aspect or your relationship aspect it's got to be all of the things in life yeah and you know everything's intertwined so say for example you have a knee reconstruction you know that's going to affect you emotionally as well it's going to affect you financially as well it's going to affect you in all different ways not just physically so I think sometimes you know we dismiss all the impacts that that things have on us whether you know it's a relationship ending that's going to affect you physically too you know you can sometimes feel your heart physically breaking you're going to get more tired you not want to get out of bed so there's we're, we're very complex creatures and nothing's isolated you know, everything is intertwined, everything is connected, just as we are all connected. And it's really important to look at all those aspects. That's something I'm very passionate about as a practitioner. Amazing. And then so we spoke about that emotional health. Um, In your opinion, do emotional traumas that we haven't dealt with do they manifest into physical symptoms? Do you see that through your patients? 
Yeah, definitely in terms of chronic trauma or chronic stress. Yes, there's a great book called The Body Keeps the Score. I don't know if you've heard of it, um, but it's an amazing, amazing book. And I think I can never pronounce his surname right. Van Vessel Kolk or something. He's oh, a Dutch man. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he's amazing. And he really goes into um, PTSD and how trauma works in the system you know he saw a lot of PTSD clients who weren't getting better from just talk therapy and they couldn't figure out why so he actually looked at the science uh, the physiological responses of trauma in the system and how it stores and that there really is a physical holding of it the body will always remember and you know it's almost like touching a hot stove you remember that so you don't go and touch stoves again traumas can really manifest quite similar in the system and so it is really important to look at the physical and emotional um and if you have gone through chronic trauma it doesn't have to be ptsd as such um, a lot of us think we have to have gone to war or um, something very extreme to, to experience trauma in our systems. And that's not necessarily true. There's all different types of traumas, whether it's, um, you know, a, a loved one passing away or um, losing a job unexpectedly, financial trauma, whatever it might be, it does manifest in the system as well. So that's a really great book. Um, any work by Peter Levine is also really wonderful. Um he really looks at trauma in the system as well and, and anything with somatic therapy. So somatic uh, therapy looks at trauma in the body. So in my experience, yes. Um, and something people might want to research a little bit more is something called trauma release exercises, which was developed by a physiotherapist um, within, I think it was the Vietnam War, uh, people who came back from that war who experienced trauma and it's an actual physical release um, that induces tremoring in the system. It's called the shake it off response that helps release stored um, tension slash trauma in our bodies as well. So again, yes, it is all interconnected in my opinion. Yeah, amazing. And I'll have to actually, because I love to read, like uh, particularly when it comes to research and other scientific things. So I will definitely look into that and I might actually pop those books in the show notes as well. And so then... Yes. The last question that I had for you is what are some of the actionable steps that women can take to look after their physical, mental and emotional health, particularly if they're sort of starting off on a healing journey from, you know, a health issue or a mental issue that they've been um, really struggling with? What would be your advice? Look, my first advice is it can be tricky because it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you're not feeling, you know, your best. You're already tired. You're already exhausted. Um, you sometimes don't feel like telling your story over and over again to 10 different people. So just start somewhere. Start, you know, maybe ask some people around you if they've had any um any practitioners in their life that have helped them. I think word of mouth between, you know, people that you trust and practitioners that they've had good experiences with is really a really good start, a really good point of call. And maybe they're an acupuncturist, maybe they're um, a Chinese medicine doctor, maybe they're a naturopath, maybe they're a GP, maybe they're a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever it might be. Um, but the first thing is just to start something and you need to feel that connection to the practitioner. If you do not feel that connection to the practitioner where you feel like you can trust them and that they understand you or hear you, then 
I, I, it can be hard, but I say keep going until you find that person that you connect with because that connection in itself is so healing. Um, another thing that I'll just quickly note is EMDR therapy is great for those with trauma as well and psychologists utilise that and it's a eye desensitisation technique which helps many people. Um, but find whoever um, I guess appeals to you, talks to you, speaks to you, feel like you could have a connection with um, and, and start there. You don't have to see 10 different people all at once but start somewhere and, yeah, it's so beneficial talking to someone or seeing, you know, your local acupuncturist or chiro or osteo, whatever it might be, um, because all of us really do want to help our clients get better. Um, and most of us really do want to work together too. So, you know, I have clients who see me and a physio and a podiatrist, and we all work together to get the best outcomes for our clients. And so you want to, you want practitioners in your life that are open to the other, you know, services that you're utilising as well. But the connection is the main thing. And unfortunately with, you know, some psychologists, we don't connect with them. That's okay. Keep going until you do. But in my experience, word of mouth between trusted people um, that you trust in your circle who have had success with people tend to be um, someone you might like to go see as well. Amazing. And yeah, I totally agree. I think every health professional is within health because they want to help people. And that connection with your practitioner is so important because you not only feel like you're being heard, but you also feel really comfortable with them and the therapy that they are actually providing you with, which I think is so important. Oh, it's so important. And don't forget that you can go to your, you know, your local GP and you can talk to them about mental health plans where you can get five visits on Medicare. Um, they also have chronic pain plans for chiropractors, osteos, physiotherapists, um, all sorts of things. They even have dietitians on there, occupational therapy on there, speech pathologists on there, huge amounts of different things that you can go see people um, with a little help with uh, funding by Medicare and your GP may know someone if you don't know where to start. Otherwise, you know, doing some research on the internet is always, you know, helpful too. But ultimately, you've got to try uh, and see if you do connect with the person. And look, we're all human. We've all experienced suffering and pain. We all, we all have that basic understanding of what it's like to be a human being in this world. Um, and it's, you know, it's not always an easy journey, and that's okay. Um, and you know, having some compassion with yourself in, in terms of thinking that maybe, you know, you do need some support is okay as well. You know, I have practitioners that I see. I have a chiropractor. I've got a few actually. I've got a psychologist. I've got a counsellor. I've got a kinesiologist. I've got an acupuncturist. Amazing. I've got that I see um, that help me too. So we've got to really reduce the stigma that getting help, so to speak, is something that's wrong with you or that means you're broken or something needs to be fixed with you. No, that's not always necessary, but you can live a life, you know, with more happiness and more joy and, and feeling more content, then why not? And less pain, why not? Because, you know, you would have experienced it with your burnout and adrenal fatigue. It's life-consuming. Mm, it is. It's like you're waiting 
for your next specialist appointment then that person passes you on to the next person then you're waiting again it's just that waiting game and trying to get that right person and it's really funny now um a lot of my girlfriends if they ever have any issues they will always come to me and ask me who do you recommend for this or for this (laughs) i've been through it (laughs) it's a little offensive but also good at the same time that they know you know because yeah, you've been through it. And um, it also means that they know that they can trust you to not judge them. I think we have, we're all so scared of being judged as these broken people who, God forbid, need help. You know, mm. I think there's a lot less stigma with seeing a psychologist or counsellor now, but there was a huge amount. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, so we're working on that in Australia now, which I think wonderful but it's okay to seek help it really is we all want to help you and um yeah every every chiropractor i know um is generally in in the profession because they they love what they do and love helping people and i remember having um my gp was just he's such a fascinating man but he did cognitive behavioral therapy with me when i was oh. well and I was like, oh, my God, I can't tell people that I'm having cognitive behavioural therapy for this <laughs> illness that I'm having. And now I'm actually so proud of it and I actually recommend it to people because it's such an amazing technique to use for different types of conditions, whether they're physical, whether they're mental. It's just amazing and I always recommend it to people now. Mm, CBT is really interesting. I love I love CBT. Um, EMDR, I'm a bit more of a fan of, um, only because you get more instantaneous results in the CBT. So the CBT takes a long time. Um, yeah. And that's just my personality speaking out for you there then. Um, whereas the EMDR, you can start getting like instantaneous, like from one session, you can feel the difference. So for me, that's that was my personal experience anyway. But CBT, huge, huge. You're changing the, your perceptions and your beliefs. Um, and creating new pathways within the brain over, you know, these old false beliefs most of the time and limiting beliefs about ourselves. So, you know, it's it's okay, right? You know, it's great that you had a GP that did that as well. So there's a lot of help out there from the traditional, you know, westernised medical field as well as um, more holistic. And I guess for me, I take a combination of the two, Um and that's helped me the most. Uh, I, I try to take a balanced approach. So, you know, I've been on um, antidepressants before, anti-anxiety medication before. I'm very, very open about how supportive I am of those medications for people. Um, I, I honestly think that they helped me immensely. Does that mean they're for everyone? No, but I was very fortunate that they helped me a lot. Um, but I also combine that with, you know, seeing my psychologist. I combine it with learning how to meditate. I combined it with eating really good diet. I combined it with seeing a kinesiologist, all of those things. So for me, it's been a whole recipe of all these wonderful tools that we have at our fingertips here in Australia and and utilise what works for me personally. Amazing. And so lovely Sarah, where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to come and see you for a treatment, where can people find you? 
So my website is www.drsarahjanecairo.com. Um, my booking system's on there. I also have an Instagram, Enlightened by Dr. Sarah Jane Cairo. They're probably the two best ones to get in touch and hopefully you'll leave that um, <laughs> that handle on there because I I'm will, sure I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, and I am currently taking new clients at the moment. There's only a certain times of year that I do that just because I take on a certain um, ratio that I can take care of. So I won't um, take on any more than 200 clients active at the time just to make sure that you can get in um, for your appointments uh, in a timely manner so you're not waiting, you know, three months for your next one. Um, so I'd really try to make sure that we can look after you while you are needing it. And then as you get, I guess, a little bit further in your healing journey, um, you might see me less often and then I take on new clients again. So uh, yeah, at the moment I am taking on new clients if anyone is interested. And I also have another holistic therapist and um, energetic worker who works with me as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for all the value you provided the audience with today. I really appreciate it. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you. I've, I've loved it and I love our chat. So thanks so much. Beautiful. Please take care, lovely. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at Knowing Her Wellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to Be Stressed.